1: This. Well, good morning, little brother. Is early break with Zip and Jay. brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 937 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com <laughs>
2: Illinois comes to town Saturday for Nebraska, 2.30 kickoff Memorial Stadium. We're joined now by Husker Line Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. We've been talking about Illinois' defense all week long. Number one in the Big Ten in both rush and pass defense, second in the country in both those as well. If you've watched the Illini play, Sean, do you believe they actually have the best defense in the Big Ten from what you've seen?
1: Um, I mean, they've got a very good defense, but I, I still would lean towards like a Michigan or, or someone like that, that, you know, if you put them in a neutral field, real setting, that they, they would probably have the most talent, the best unit right now. Ohio State's playing very well. I think the difference is Illinois has not seen um, a real elite offense when, when you look at who they've played this year. And I'm not saying Nebraska is an elite offense, but they've got guys that could maybe stress this Illinois defense that, they haven't seen you. I mean, Indiana arguably might have been one of the, the best offenses the, um, they've faced this year at this point.
3: Sean, Cal- <clears throat> Sean Callahan joins us from HuskerOnline.com. Sean, I think you were struck by what Mickey Joseph said about Trey Palmer's speed, that, that Trey Palmer is the fastest receiver that uh, Mickey's coach, faster than Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall. What did you make of all of that?
1: Yeah, that was um, you and a lot of times coaches don't want to get into that kind of stuff, and Nicky didn't hesitate to get into it. Uh, you know, I, you throw it out there to see if they take it. <laughs> he gave a gave an answer. Um, you know, sometimes they say, "Oh yeah, he's fast," but those guys still probably had a step on him. But you know, you saw the game in West Lafayette. Sip. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen a lot of games at Nebraska. We, there are too many times where a guy runs away from Big Ten defenses like that, and the, he did it routinely. And they knew it was coming, and he still did it. I mean it. That that's speed, and he's got the track speed to back it up. He's run ten two. I know at state he won, t- he won it with ten four, uh, but Mickey's told me he's a ten two guy, um, and you know you saw that speed on display a couple of weeks ago.
3: He ran. You say, Sean, that he ran a ten four, one hundred meters at the state track meet in Louisiana.
1: Correct, and he's run ten two um, before. Um, uh, you know, you sometimes run a better time at another meet depending on wind and conditions and whatnot. But he's got as good of track times as we've seen from a Nebraska football player. Now, Malachi Coleman will come in next year, and and he'll have 10-4 um, as well. So, I'll have another big guy that's six five, two hundred 200 pounds that runs like that, too.
2: Sean, if you were... If you were Mark Whipple and you had to go against a defense that was as good as Illinois is, what's a game plan? Can you can you chuck it deep like they did against Purdue, or, or what? What's the best way to 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 get first downs and keep the ball
1: moving? Yeah, I think you've got to keep Illinois off balance, keep them guessing, um, have different plans in place. You got to run the ball though. You got to run the ball better than what they have. Anthony Grant, the O line, they kept the coordinators home over the bye week. They gave them an extra week um, to really study and. and and do a lot of work to get ready for this game. So you hope that time that Bill Bush and Mark Whipple had um, just in Lincoln really kind of zoning in on the Illini um, has helped them come up with some better plans because this is the defense that averages uh, around 21 quarterback pressure plays a game, Mm -hmm. Nebraska's going to see. And that means they're going to get after Casey Thompson. And you know it's coming. Um, They're going to do a lot of movements and and stunts, and that's given Nebraska problems. All season, So they've got to be ready um, and they've got to have a creative plan to get Casey Thompson, you know, in a position where he can throw the football.
3: Sean, um, I know we're jumping around a little bit here, but you fancy yourself a recruiting expert. And you heard Mickey say, I mean, Mickey was pretty illuminating yesterday on a lot of topics, including when he said Nebraska will go heavy on O-line recruiting in the JUCOs. What was your response to that? Did you know it? Um, and how heavy? How heavy are we talking?
1: Yeah, that's a good question if it's two guys. I mean, I know they made, they made an offer to a Jugo lineman in Kansas that had already just committed to Illinois like the same week. Um, but it's a strategy that somewhat makes sense because in the portal, if there's a premium alignment available, I mean, everybody and their mother offers the guy. They get like 40 offers. And I think Nebraska learned a year ago, you can't really get those guys. They they tried to go after Steen, uh, Tyler Steen, I believe he's at Alabama now. They tried to go after the, you know, everybody that everyone else, Michigan got one that's from Virginia. Um, You know, we we saw some really good transfers, you know, on the O-line. And, you know, everybody in the country goes after those guys. And it's really, really hard to get them. We saw what happened. Nebraska didn't get any good transfer portal alignment. Um, And, you know, there, there are good players in the JUCO ranks still and I think Nebraska is going to try to find a guy or two from there. and They got Anthony Grant, and look at Anthony Grant. He was going to go to Arkansas State probably at that point, maybe Texas State or somewhere like that, before Nebraska came in, and he's right now the fifth-leading rusher in the Big Ten Conference.
2: Join by Sean Kelly and Oscar Online. Sean, regarding Nebraska's defense, uh, they have a tough task, stopping Chase Brown, one of the absolute best running backs in the country. They've had troubles stop of the run. I mean, is there is there a fix during the bye week they could do to try to slow him down? What what's Nebraska? What could they do to to contain him from going off on Saturday?
1: Yeah, sound tackling. Um, you know, contain the edge. I, I think that was part of the issues at Purdue. Um, they, I don't think they were expecting Mockaby yeah. to do what he did and the way they utilized him. I, I think Illinois or Purdue took advantage of just the way Nelson and Mathis. Played the edge for Nebraska. Those guys really crash hard, go after the quarterback, and they, you know, it was a nice wrinkle Jeff Brom threw at Nebraska a week, two weeks ago. And, um, you know, I think now you know it's coming. You know, there's no no hiding from this one. You know, Chase Brown's coming, and he's going to get 25 carries probably in a game or more. And they haven't really <clears throat> seen a back like this all year. Uh, Rutgers tried to run it at him, but they didn't have Chase Brown. We know that. Um, you know, they, they just haven't had, um, they haven't played a team that can you know, run it like this. And that's what intrigues me about the matchup because um, Illinois truly is a, a great running team with maybe the best back in college football.
3: What is a reasonable expectation for Nebraska against Chase Brown? I mean, what's a reasonable what, – where would Nebraska have to keep Brown yardage-wise to win this game in your estimation?
1: I, I think under 150. Um, Whoa. He's going to get his yards. I, I, think, I think 120s, 130s probably is, is fair with the number of touches he's going to get. But you got to limit the big ones. He's got 33 runs of 10 yards or more in their seven games. So he, he's going for almost five, 10-plus yard runs a game. And I think that's something you've got to limit. You know he can break free. And if he gets to that second and third level, that's when those 20, 30, 40-yard runs pop, and, and that's what you got to watch out for.
2: Sean, is there any part of you that wonders if Illinois has been a perennial underdog in the doormat of the Big Ten can handle having a target on their back when they're expected to win in a game like this?
1: Yeah, it's a good point, because for two weeks now, they've heard how good they are. And when's the last time Illinois has been through anything like this where they've been ranked? Right. And you, you got to go back to Ron Zook when they went to the Rose Bowl, yep. and they played USC in the Rose Bowl, it's been a long time since the I have had, um, you know, a season like this. But Buleman's experience, he's been around the block. I mean, he knows how to get his teams up to win games. and um, He'll have them ready, but you're right. The pressure is on them. Nationally televised Halloween weekend game on ABC. Um, Who would have thought that this game would be in this position, um, you know, this part of the year?
3: Sean, are we not making a big enough deal about Nebraska being ranked first in the Big Ten in punt returns and first in the Big Ten in kick-return defense? It's not all going well for Nebraska's special teams, but that's pretty good. Those those are pretty good numbers.
1: Yeah, the kick-return um, defense has been pretty good. I mean, I think maybe one time a guy's crossed the 30-35, and, and that's really it. I mean, they've done a very good job of keeping – all the attempted returns inside the 25, um, which is what you're, you strive to do when a guy takes it out of the end zone. But the punt return is kind of a weird stat. I mean, yeah, they're leading it. They've had a couple um, of nice positive returns. They're still, they still haven't had that big, that big return for a touchdown, but, um, it's, yeah, it's way better than it has been. There's no question um, with, with what, the, what they've done. They fielded the ball for the most part well. I mean, you think about last year's Illinois game.
2: Oh boy. They, they fielded a <laughs> that was punt bad.
1: in the end zone. And, and just that, that play true. alone, the way it kind of just started a downward spiral of that game, which led to really a downward spiral of the season. I mean, special teams was a disaster a year ago at times.
3: To be clear. He fielded that ball, I think, into two <laughs> and then went backwards <laughs> and, and backward. threw it out of the end zone for a safety. Yeah, we can laugh about it now. I bet. I hope, hopefully, Cam Taylor Brick can laugh about it now. He's in the NFL. He's all. Yeah. The
1: thing is, at... it was officiated wrong. His forward progress brought him into the end zone. His um, backward progress? Yeah, I, I talked to an official after that. Um, one of our good buddies, Sip, that used to ref Whitecap for, for big big uh, 12 games. And he said that that uh-huh. should have been called forward progress, it should have been a safety. In that situation, oh. because his forward progress brought him into the end zone.
3: His backward progress, or
1: yeah, when you catch when you catch it, um you know the progress brings you back. You know, it, 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 it's it's yeah, you know, yeah. gotcha. you know, they shouldn't have said he had the ball in the end zone. He like went back in the end zone when he caught. It. Well,
2: okay, regardless, it was it was a bad situation. Sean always bad gets. Deal. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Bad.
1: I mean, it was. Kind of hero ball. He was trying it to win the game or make a, thought he was Johnny Rogers trying to return one out of there or something.
2: Yeah, not That's a good right. sign. Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We'll chat with you again next
3: week. Thanks, guys. Sean Callahan,
2: huster Online.
3: Jerry, I'm going back to Jerry's comments from last, yesterday that you may or may not remember. I do remember Jerry's comments. When Jerry said, you know, that BTN crew goes around in August to each team and they were struck by how how better prepared – Illinois was for that game last year than Nebraska. In, that was first year Brett Bielema versus first fourth, game. First, fourth year for Scott Frost. It was a pretty damning comment.
2: And in the game, we <sighs> saw the starting quarterback go out for Illinois, and it didn't, didn't matter. Art Sitkowski <laughs> was better than Brandon Peters was as the backup.
3: Art Sitkowski – you know what his numbers were at Rutgers? Oh, he was horrible. He was hideous. It was like nine touchdowns, 20
2: picks. Yeah, I remember seeing the stats. Mike, they, that guy's playing. All right, game over. Nebraska wins. No. No, he looked like. He had one incomplete pass, and he just had some remarkably good throws. Right.
3: Terrible. It was a bad day. Well, let's not talk Terrible about it. Terrible moment for Nebraska. Good stuff by Sean, though. Yeah, thanks to Sean.
2: Indeed. By the way, the stream is still down. I think we're still working on it. It's out of my control at this point. I did, I did what I can do here at the station. Beyond that, I can't do anything. IT stuff. But we appreciate you watching on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Okay. When we come back, hey, we'll have some time for the mailbag today. How about that? Get your questions into earlybreak937 at gmail.com or go ahead and just text us, 402-464-5685. The mailbag and song of the day is next on Early Break and the Ticket.